Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. So we have been talking, of course, a lot about BRICS. What does this mean, the new entrance BRICS bank? Is there, is there anything real about this? A lot of it, you know, a lot of people were up in arms. As I said earlier, I googled the top 10 human rights abusers in terms of countries, five of them now members of BRICS, five out of the 10, which is a big concern. But then on the other hand, I just wonder if it's all just talk or if there is a more to it. Does it really impact us in terms of our economy, in terms of our standing, in terms of access to cheap, cheaper petrol? I don't know. Professor Patrick Bond, he is a professor of sociology at the University of Johannesburg. Very good morning. Thank you for joining us. How are you today? Howard, it's great to be with you and your listeners. Thanks for having me. So it's, it's, you know, I'm kind of conflicted because part of me feels that this is really just hot air and everybody gets together and pats each other on the back and uh, forms this elite little club that, uh, well, some of the rogues of the world are clamoring to get into. But uh, is it real? Is it, is there a real benefit? Forget to the rest of uh, the world, but what about South Africa? Give us your thoughts on on BRICS. Well, my, yeah, my thoughts are like yours, that this is hot air. In fact, it could be very dangerous hot air because this is also a climate catastrophe, uh, and the new members are probably going to form a very solid block. We're thinking, you know, of very carbon-intensive economies like Saudi Arabia, Iran, UAE, Egypt, uh, and those four are also in a very difficult part of the world where temperatures will be regularly in the 50s, I think, in the next couple of decades. So that is a particularly awful uh, conjuncture where the BRICS have already played, I think, a very negative role in trying to deal with the climate catastrophe. Are there positives? If the, uh, let me put it this way, if the promises are realized, and there are always promises. Do you remember, Howard, 2018, they promised that there would be a... Uh, uh, a, a, a vaccine center, so we would uh, mm. have access to the to the best vaccines of the South. It never materialized, even as uh, I just the, for, I've forgotten COVID-19. about that. Mm. And, and there are many of those. I mean, we, we were, if you recall, in, in the worst of COVID, desperate to get some foreign currency, so we went to the International Monetary Fund, which has these very strong austerity uh, provisions, which were written into the loan in August mm-hmm. 2020. You know, there was supposed to be, uh, Howard, a, a BRICS Contingent Reserve Arrangement, CRA, which would have been an, an alternative, and, and it never materialized. So it's these, let's say, talk left, walk right. I would say two, three days ago, we learned the same about de-dollarization, hoping to avoid some of the problems of borrowing in dollars or trade finance being required in dollars. Obviously, the Russians, who, and now the Iranians, have a very strong interest in not having, uh, you know, they're not in the SWIFT system so they need their alternative things. So these these uh, were promised, but it, it seemed when Sim Chapalala, the CEO of Standard Bank, reported in the BRICS Business Council on Tuesday, off the agenda. Yeah, it's it, it's just fascinating. Uh, to why what is the value of inviting these other countries in? It's uh, probably being driven by both. Uh, China and Russia. I mean, Russia obviously wants more allies than the UN and, uh, when there's votes and, but frankly, the main, uh, 
Russian allies already very close. That's Iran. Mm. Uh, and I think the other value for South Africa, well, they can make a choice of who in Africa, and, and they didn't obviously want to just see uh, kind of Egypt uh, mm. join, but also a sub-Saharan country. And the choice of Ethiopia is a little odd because it's not a very, it's got a huge army, but it doesn't have uh, much power, doesn't have so, much So what are the criteria? Why, why would they... Why would they even be included? I'm so curious to learn the answer. And, and there was a mention that these are now agreed upon criteria for the countries that would join. But I must confess, I mean, I haven't seen any criteria mm, that has mm. not been published. It just doesn't make sense. Let's say you're Lula. You're the president of Brazil. You want your next-door neighbor, your second-strongest country in Latin America, Argentina, to join but they're in a crisis. You know, Ethiopia, civil war, Egypt, uh, a very repressive regime. Uh, certainly the same goes for Saudi Arabia, Iran, uh, UAE. So certainly democracy is not there. But what's happening in Argentina is worrying because you remember Jair Bolsonaro, the Trump of the tropics who was sure. in Brazil. Mm. There's a guy, a guy just like him called Javier Melio, who is about to win the presidency. Well, he won the first round yes. fairly convincingly. Uh, weeks ago, and the major problem for um, Javier Melio will be whether, if he does become president, or an establishment conservative who who's running second, uh, well, would they do what what Javier uh, Bolsonaro did to the BRICS, which is let it collapse, the the, the spalling, as they say, of the BRICS, the, the the mortar coming out, the Brazil becoming a real barrier to progress in the BRICS uh, for the past five years until Lula came back this year. Now, that's the danger when these countries go zigzag. And we know even just from the awful, you know, uh, say, coup attempt by Evgeny uh, Prigozhin, yeah, yes, assassination, yes. how unstable even the strongest of these authoritarian uh, governments can be. Uh, they will go, uh, you know, coup after coup or, uh, you know, palace uh, intrigues or notorious very, in places very like concerned. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, uh, we, we've actually seen a very optimistic uprising in Iran with the women saying, yeah, we want to have uh, equal rights. and, and uh, Well, exactly. As I said earlier, and, human rights abusers. Unfortunately, uh, Professor, we are out of time. Uh, there was uh, So I do need to end up. We do, it, it's a conversation I would love to continue. I just can't at the moment, but uh, perhaps we'll continue uh, next week. Professor Patrick Bond, dis- uh, Distinguished Professor of Sociology at the University of Johannesburg.